Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well today. Man, we have got an incredible, inspiring guest and story to share with you today as we are joined by Ryan Shazier. He was drafted 15th overall in 2014 by the Pittsburgh Steelers, played at Ohio State, was a Pro Bowl linebacker, and then in December 2017, going up against the Bengals, basically, you know, pretty normal play in in the scheme of football, ended up uh, having a major spinal injury uh, that that left left him paralyzed, uh, and then went on to, uh, yeah, I mean, he still in that journey, but uh, thankfully, the 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 end of the story is that he was able to to walk again, um, but unable to play football again. Um, and so he was able to dance at his wedding, uh, which is just a, a tremendous uh, uh, you know, blessing for him. Um, and so it may sound like I'm giving the whole story away. The, the story that we're going to share today is his approach, the perseverance, and how he handled that whole, whole process of you know, rehab and, and going through the surgery. Uh, he had this major you know, spinal surgery. Um, and then what it did for for him moving forward. He's only 29 years old, but you'll hear from him about what he's up to now, and I think you'll be encouraged just with his outlook on life. Uh, it's really, really inspiring. And and so um, his faith and, and his dependence on God and how his faith has grown throughout it all uh, will, will be inspiring uh, as well. So we'll jump in a moment. Uh, in We will jump in in just a moment. Before that, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com and support them as they support us. And then be sure to stick around at the end of the podcast. We will uh, come back in studio to unpack uh, one specific topic a little bit further. Uh, also, check out our website, unpackingit.com. And we greatly appreciate all of the emails. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. You can also rate, review, subscribe, share. Uh, don't just let that oh, go through one ear out the other. We need you. We need your help. Let's, let's continue to grow this show. Uh, and so, uh, so spread the love, and we greatly appreciate uh, that as well. But here we go. Ryan's awesome. Ryan Shazier, right now on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson, and I am thrilled 
to be joined today by former Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier. He is the author of the new book coming out November 30th, Walking Miracle, How Faith, Positive Thinking, and Passion for Football brought him back from paralysis and helped him find purpose. Ryan, man, I'm so thankful to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Grace? Um, I'm doing awesome, and we got we got so much to uh, to unpack today. Uh, but before we get into the uh, the meat of your story as a, a, por- a former Steeler, I got to get your thoughts on the first four weeks of the season. Not necessarily what we uh, what we all thought going into the year, but still early. So, how are you feeling about your uh, your former team at this point? You know, it's a, it's a little disappointing how we're playing right now. Uh, but I think that we'll be able to turn things around. We have a great coach, Coach Tomlin. You know, Ben, he's having a little rough stint right now. So we're going to see if he can turn it around. Uh, you know, he's he's getting a little older. So uh, he doesn't have the same velocity that he once had on the ball. But I feel that we have really good defense, which always keeps us in the mix. I think we'll figure things out. It just, it's just kind of frustrating, you know, to watch at the beginning. But I think I think we're going to do all right. I know one thing, it's a little bit more frustrating being a fan than it is being a player. So, <laughs> Yeah, what is that change like for you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a big change. You know, you, you, you really get excited about getting prepared for the games, watching the games, but you're not as involved. So when you win or lose, it you you feel like you're involved when you're when you're not a when you're a fan, but you don't have much say so of what can happen. But when you lose as a player or you win as a player, you feel like you have way more impact into the game. And sometimes you can make or miss a play, make or not make a play to change that game. And as a fan, you can't really do that. You're you're hoping other people can do that. So. For me, it's kind of it's kind of crazy because I always feel like if if I wanted the game to change up a little bit, let me see if I can do something to to change it up. And uh, as a fan, I can't do anything at all. So it definitely it definitely makes it a, a different experience. That's right. Well, we we can all relate to uh, to that perspective because that's how we are as as fans and fantasy football owners as well. But also for you, you've uh, gone into the the broadcasting realm, and so you're a part of the the Ringer NFL show. And I love the Ringer Network. Awesome, uh, awesome podcast. So cool that that you're a part of that. How much fun are you having when you put kind of your uh, your analyst hat on as well? Oh, it's very fun when me and James and Jason. We talk about football. It's, it's always a good environment. We like to crack jokes and play around with each other. It's, <laughs> it's crazy because uh, I played James, both of James' teams this year, and, and they both beat us. So it wasn't it wasn't that fun uh, talking about it. But uh, you know, it's it's always interesting to, to show your perspective and and to hear back from what people say. But yeah, I, I really enjoy it so far. And then you're also calling games. What, what has that experience been like? I'm going to be honest. Uh, that experience is a lot harder than I anticipated, but it is uh, but it's definitely humbling, and I really enjoy it. I knew it was going to be difficult, and like anything in life, if you want to be successful, it's going to be difficult until you, you know work at it and get better at it. But that's something that I'm definitely starting to get better at. I'm starting to really understand a little bit more. But when I jumped into the water, uh, it was, it was, I'm not going to say it was more than I anticipated, but it's definitely, you have to prepare as if you were watching football, as if you were getting ready for a game. Bryce, there's a lot of guys out there. Their, their last names aren't easy, man. So, <laughs> uh, but it's, but it's, it's, it's definitely fun. I really enjoy it. And, 
And uh, I hope to continue to, you know, have the possibility to continue to call games and, and being more involved. That's cool. And you're doing it on the college college football. Um, yeah, yeah. Right now, it's on the college level. Yeah, definitely. I did. Uh, I used to do play by play when I, I was I was actually in college, and it was hard keeping up with all those names. So I, I understand yeah. the uh, the challenge with that, especially teams that you don't necessarily follow or you you don't have the the background. Because I was at App State, so a new team would come. Mm-hmm. In the town, it's like oh, I don't know this team, so I have to learn the name. So yeah, yeah. So it's, it's definitely hard. And, and uh, for me, the best way to get some of the names is the kinetic spelling. Because if I just, some of those names, if I just look at it, I would I definitely would butcher their name. And, and I want to I want to give them the same respect that that I was given when I was playing, and, and have them say the say the name the correct way. So uh, I've been I've been learning, and I feel like I'm constantly getting better. And, and I have a coach who's been helping me out a lot. So. I'm just excited of, you know, my path moving forward and just keep going with it. Yeah, well, I, I love that we're, we're starting with kind of what you're you're up to now because I, I think it, it puts your, your story in perspective and uh, it's encouraging to hear the, the different things that you're doing. And so now you're uh, you're an author. So the book is is coming out. It's called Walking Miracle. And, and gosh, I, I can't wait to read it. And and I, I don't want to, uh, you know, share everything today, obviously, but but, but would lo- love to cover some of the, the highlights of kind of even your your approach to the book and, and what was your your hope and motivation and, and kind of what you know, the, the main inspiration that you want readers to experience after after hearing about your story from your heart in, in kind of written form. One thing that I wanted people to really realize from my book is that all your experiences and adversities that you've gone through in life help build you up for the moments that you have to go through later in life. And sometimes those moments may be really difficult. Sometimes they may be really easy, but the moments, but what you've gone through in the past is what built you up for this for the, for these moments. And that's kind of what I wanted the book to be about. I talked about my history and how I grew up and how I experienced a lot of adversity then that adversity prepared me for the moment I went through when I became paralyzed and got injured on the field. And I don't feel like I would have been able to overcome it the way I, the way I did without the past experience in my life to help prepare me for that. And just how God and my family and the support system kind of helped lead the way for me and how that can help other people as well. Oh, that's awesome. I, I love it. And, and so in regards to your, your faith, Kind of what was your your faith background before your injury, and even speaking to how your path sets you up. So, how important was your your faith to set you up to to be able to 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 go through what you did? But then also, how did your faith grow throughout the the rehabilitation process? So, my I had a pretty solid faith uh, background before my injury. My father is a pastor, so I've I've been in the church my whole life, and. Before I got injured, I had a pretty good relationship with God, and and I constantly talked to Him and thanked Him for this the life He is providing for me and just what He's allowed me to overcome. But through my injury, uh, I really had to really lean on Him and really lean on my family for their support and the prayers of other people around the world that I I felt uh, that helped me overcome this. And it was it was difficult. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, me and God had a great relationship, and we still have a great relationship. But I promise you. Uh, that relationship got tested, and it was times in my in in my injury when I was always when I was confused and and lost and just wanting more understanding. But after a while, 
and just constantly talking to God. I know God has a reason for what why he does things. The, the more I started to realize what I was going through and overcoming what I was going through, it really helped me build up for the moment that that I was in and allow me to continue to get closer with him because it was, it was, it was moments I asked God, Hey, what, what is the purpose of this? Why am I going through this? And, and not, not so much why me, but like, what is the purpose of this, of this season? You know, God put you in different seasons and what was the purpose of this season? And it took me a while to understand that it took me a while to realize it. But after a while he, he presented it to me and it really, it really helped me help me open up and be be uh, the man I am now oh man that's that's awesome and and what were some of those kind of eye-opening uh, moments or or lessons learned uh you know that, that God really revealed uh, powerful things about himself or about his word or, or you know about his, his character uh that stand out as, as you look back it's, it's so crazy because God in the moments that he really sends you blessings are he might send something your way is a moment that you might not even think is an important is as important of a message. I mean, as important of a moment. So, for me, that's some of the some of the times when I really seen uh, God message step up was when I will be in rehab, but I will constantly have rehab, and I'll be there, and some people wouldn't be there, or I'll be walking around, or not walk, walking around, but rolling around the hospital. Uh, bay and I would see people in there without their family members or just laying in the in the room and I just seeing how they lacked the support that I that I had and God sent the message to me basically say right you have to do something to help provide for these folks mm-hmm. and that's that's why I started you know, the Ryan Shazier Fund which allowed me to to start a foundation to help other people with spinal cord injuries. Uh, God also, to me, just opened my eyes to allow me to relate with other people in every step of the way. Uh, before I became a professional athlete, I, I wouldn't, I don't like to say people are normal, but I was a normal human being. You know, I, I was a, I was a high schooler, but I was a normal human being. Uh, I used to ride the bus. I used to, you know, uh, I, my parents wouldn't let me get a job, but my parents had a, a regular job. We was a middle class family, but it is times and. We we did go through some rough patches when we stayed in, you know, some lower income apartments and things like that. So I, I, I could relate with that. I could relate with being middle class, but I could never relate with somebody, you know, who's been in a wheelchair or who's been paralyzed or who's been in an un, uh, unfortunate situation or somebody whose life just completely turned upside down. Mm-hmm. With my injury, God allowed me to be able to relate with the most athletic human being in the world. Obviously, I can't relate with LeBron James. He's, you know, his life is totally different than mine. But athletic-wise and just uh, being an athlete, I can relate with him a tad bit or at least a tad bit. But then also being able to relate with somebody who feel like they're dependent on everybody in the world because they, it's, it's hard for them to do things themselves. So I feel like God allowed me to open up my eyes and say, Ryan, there's people here that you should be able to help and that you should be able to provide for. And I need you to come down and be able to relate with those people as well, because it's a lot easier to get, give a helping hand out when you're on top, you know, and it's almost like you're giving, like putting your hand down to help help pull people up but it's a lot different when you're actually understanding what those people are going through or realizing what those people are going through because you had that own fight yourself and i feel like that's what god did for me 
I mean, that's a that's a humbling uh, perspective for sure. And and I, yeah, I think all of us can yeah use the whatever struggles and situations that we've you know, the God's allowed us to to use to be able to to have empathy and and relate to other people in our similar situations. That's that's a wonderful message. Uh, I appreciate that. So again, it's the uh, the Ryan Shazier Fund for Spinal Rehabilitation, and uh, you can find that on ryanshazierfund.org. Um, and so I uh, encourage people to, to check that out. And, and so as you're going through these almost three years of, of intense uh, recovery and, and rehabilitation, what was your, your motivation to keep going? And what was that like day to day? And how much did you know, football play a role in that motivation of wanting to get back? Um, and then I want to talk about kind of at the end of that. But, but what was that, that day-to-day motivation like for you? So my family would tell you, my friends would tell you, everything I do, I always strive to be the best or one of the best in that field. And when I was playing football, my goal was to be a Hall of Famer. My goal was to be one of the best football players on the field at all times, not just best defensive player or just best linebacker, but be one of the best defense, best players on the field at any moment of the game. And I kind of had the same I, – I had the same insight and goal for my rehab. I was like, I want to be, I still want to be one of the best football players. I want to be somebody that overcome this because so many people haven't. And that was a little bit of my motivation, but then I also have a wonderful family. And one thing I try to tell people that are going through spinal cord injuries are people that are going through a really tough time. Just because you're going through this doesn't mean that your life is over. You have a lot of life to live for. You have a wonderful family to live for, and I, I feel like they were my motivation as well. That that's awesome, and and then people can can maybe relate to this this kind of concept of you know I I, I assume your your hope was you wanted to play football again, and you weren't able to. So you're praying, and so God healed you, but it but it wasn't maybe what you had initially thought was going to happen at the end of it. the The end goal is is one path, but ultimately God reveals another path for us so so how hard was that to to wrestle with um that and at what point did you realize okay the nfl that's not that that's that's happened i've done that that's not going to be something that i do again but but that's okay i can move forward uh in, in confidence I, I feel like our lives are like uh the loki show i don't know if anybody watched the loki show on marvel but uh uh he broke the he broke the timeline and and that's and that's how God is for us. We have a plan of how we want things to go, but sometimes God put a pin in our timeline. Like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know this can go in so many different directions. It's just based off of how you decide to push through it. But in the, the day, I still know where I want you to be at, and I feel like that's what happened for me. I wanted to play football again. I wanted to get back out there, but my goal was to be back available for my family to be back available for other people and I was able to do that but obviously I wasn't able to play football again but at the day football is just a stepping stone to allow me to be able to bless other people to allow me to get other opportunities and it was still able to do that so one thing about God he's gonna let you do what he wants he'll give you time to do what you want to do but he also is going to do what he needs you to do Mm. And that's exactly what he did for me. He he allowed me to do what I wanted to do, which was to play football, and I and I, and I did it at a very successful level for a, 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 a while. I, I did it the average NFL career a little bit longer than that, 
but then he he wanted things to change. He he he, he did. So no, I, I mean that's a tremendous perspective. But but I have to imagine that when, when you did get to the point of uh, acknowledging that you were going to retire from the NFL, what what was that kind of process and experience like, and just kind of the I imagine the emotional toll that that took on you to finally say and and, and announce you did on on social media for everyone to to hear that hey this is this is it. Well, what do you take away even as you look back on on that decision? That was that was definitely an emotional moment for me and my family. I've been playing football for 25 years before I got injured. I was 20 years before I got injured, and that's pretty much all I know. So the, to finally. Yeah, hang on my cleats and say, hey, it's time to move on to the next chapter of my life. It was definitely an emotional time, but I definitely felt like it was a weight off my back as well. Mm. And I could just relax and start focusing in on my family and the the goals and the passions that I have other than football and beyond football. So it was definitely a, a testing moment. It was definitely something that was was hard understood how blessed I was to be able to get to where I wanted to get to be able to get blessed to be able to be a, a pro bowler, blessed to be a first round draft pick and just to be somebody that was just, that had the opportunity to, to make it to where I was able to make it. So I just, I just took that for what it was worth. And, and I, I, I just, you know, and enjoyed that moment. Absolutely. And, and the, the wonderful blessing is, is the, the fact that you were able to, to dance at your wedding and, and, and being able to, to walk again. And, and so wh- where are you at kind of with your health? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, every day is getting a little bit better. Uh, I can't complain at all. My, my family is blessed. Um, every day I'm working out. Uh, as, well, I don't work out as much as I used to. I used to work out every day, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm pretty good with where I'm at. I'm pretty good where I'm at. Uh, I'm, I'm more so now working out just not to get fat more than, uh, you know any type of rehab because I'm I'm pretty blessed where I'm at. I I can walk, I can jog if I need to. I can play with my kids if I, when I want to. And to me, I feel like what's most most important is family and being able to be there for your family. And and I feel that I'm blessed to be able to be here. Uh, I I would say I'm around eighty five percent, hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm about eighty five percent. And right now, uh, I don't think I'll be running any four threes anymore and i don't see why there's a need to run four threes anymore so i'm just happy where i'm at that's right other than chasing your kids around that's that's the yeah. uh, that's the only thing that's awesome man I, I love hearing that and 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 again the book is called walking miracle it's coming out november 30th how faith positive thinking and passion for football uh brought ryan back from paralysis and and helped him find purpose and and also you use the word positive thinking. And as a, as a follower of Jesus, you know, I, I'm, I'm it's faith. I'm trusting the Lord. But there is something to be said about our thoughts and renewing our mind and, and, and focusing on on positive things. I think sometimes when people use the word positive thinking apart from Jesus, it's it gets a little uh, muddy for me. But but for you, with the grounding of, of your faith in Jesus, but then also the importance of positive thinking. What is your your message in your book and, and for people as you, you know, encourage those that are going through difficult times and, and you know you're you're working with a lot of people uh, with, with with spinal cord cord injuries through your, your foundation. Um, but but what what is, what is that big takeaway? I guess from from the the lessons learned with positive thinking. Even even in the Bible, whatever whenever God sends something your way, it's not always going to happen exactly how you want it. You have to be positive whenever you, 
to me, whenever you want something, or whenever you're trying to get somewhere, if you want to learn how to drive and you keep telling yourself when you're practicing driving, I can't drive, I can't drive, I can't drive, <laughs> you know, or you want to be able to pass the test and you're studying, you say, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail, then that's exactly what's going to happen. You're not going to be able to overcome uh, any obstacles that you have if you don't first believe in it. And then secondly, you don't believe in the person or the or God or Jesus that believed that you can get through it. Mm. And so to me, I thought it was important for me to believe in myself, but also believe in God. And that's what I think when it comes to positive thinking. And that's where Shalib comes from. It was Shalib comes from basically like me believing in myself and just understanding like, Hey, I, I believe in Shazir and, and I believe that God can help me get through all this. And, um, and that's kind of where Shalib came to, came from. That's right. Well, for those that don't know that, that kind of the hashtag or your mantra. Yeah. It's uh, Shalif, yeah. So Shalif. it was so funny because uh, when, when we came up with it, it was before I actually got hurt. It was like two years before I got hurt. And I came up with the mantra, it was like Shalif. And uh, my friend was like, what does that mean? It was like Shazier Belief. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a Shazier Belief. So, uh, and I, and I, to me, I just always been a very positive thinker. Uh, always, you know, it doesn't always go exactly how I want it. But I promise you, with me having a positive insight and me believing in things, it happened more likely than it didn't. That's right. No, and you're you're an inspiration to so many for for sure. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that that perspective. Uh, I got two more things for you. Uh, one, you uh, about a month ago you started a, a new business, and and so this is uh, got to be exciting for you. So it's called Shea Trucking, uh, mm-hmm. and so you're you're uh, hauling cars. So tell yeah. tell us about how this this came about. So, like I said before, football is just a, a stepping stone uh, to allow you to get to where you where, allow you to open up doors, just like college. Football is the same way. It's, you know, you go to college to open up opportunities to find a job and help you grow and be the person you want to be in life. Football is the same way. The only person that's playing football until they're sixty years old is Tom Brady. <laughs> so. So other than that, most people play three, three and a half years. That's the average lifespan. But even if you're really good at football, the average guy, if you're really good at football, if you're a first, if you're a first or second rounder, the average lifespan of a first and second rounder is eight to ten years. Okay. Wow. So basically, if you if you play from eight to ten years, that's still by the time you get drafted. I got drafted at twenty two years old, uh, or twenty twenty one years old. When I got drafted, I, you know. You retire in 10 years, you're 31 years old, you know, so uh, or even if I play 15 years, you know, I'm 35, 36 years old. I still have 70 years left of life. Yeah. You know, and so basically it's a stepping stone to help you build to where you want to be. Some guys, you know, they just collect their money and just sit there. But I never was one. I never wanted to be one of those guys. And I always had a passion for business. Mm. And in the last three years of my recovery, I always, I've been trying to figure out, hey, do I want to coach? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? Do I want to do business? Do I want to do this? And I always had a uh, love for business. And I started talking to a few friends of mine. And we started talking. And then something that really came to my attention was the, the transportation industry. Yeah. And I just started to really look into it and start going into it more and more and more. Yeah, I just started to fall in love for it. And uh, so about a year and a half, I mean, 
about a month ago, I officially opened it. And it's called Shade Trucking. And then we move uh, vehicles all across the country. Uh, any type of vehicle, high end, or, you know, um, somebody's Honda Accord or, you know, or even Chevelle's. Like, we moved the Chevelle. That's a 66 Chevelle nice. uh, yesterday. So we, we move a little bit of everything. So uh, I'm just really excited about it. And, and I, I look forward to just continuing to let this business grow. That's really exciting. Uh, I'm here in Charlotte. Mike Tolbert, former Panther, lives here. He's he's in the trucking industry. So, oh, really? Yeah. So you might have to connect with him. But uh, but I know he started that a couple years ago. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, it's a neat, neat, op- neat opportunity for you guys to, uh, yeah, get into business and, and own your own thing, which is which yeah. is tremendous. The other, the other thing I want to mention to you, so uh, Mike Tomlin's one of my favorite coaches just as a fan and, and I, I did have a chance to meet him and interview him and just loved him so your perspective as a as a former player and then even through you know all that you've you've gone through what what impact has he had on your life and and, and what 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 do you say uh, about coach Tomlin what impact coach Tomlin has had on my life is just basically the drive to to win or the drive to get to where you want to be one thing about him, he does a really good job of finding out what people are good at and what their skill sets are, and then pretty much trying to keen in on them. But after he does that, he shows you he's doing everything he possibly can to be the best coach possible that he can be. And he's competing with other guys, but in the day he's trying to be the best coach he can be. And to me, uh, I just learned from that and just seeing – uh, what he would do on a day-to-day basis, and I try to add it into my own life, and it's really helped me out a lot. Oh, that's neat. Uh, that's, a, that's a good perspective. Well, the book is called Walking Miracle Book, and uh, Walking Miracle, and new book, November 30th. Uh, I wish you the best with that. I know it's going to be an inspiration to uh, to so many. And and then I guess real quickly as we as we wrap up, what, what's maybe the, the the latest going on with uh, your your foundation, the Ryan Shazier Fund for Spinal Rehabilitation, uh, and, and and maybe is there a, a specific need that that our listeners can can be made aware of? So right now it's, it's really exciting. Um, we're, we're we're constantly raising money and uh, doing the best we can to help support people with spinal cord injuries. But in this next coming year, we're going to open up a program called the Golden Window Program. The, the most rehab most people get in any injury, but especially spinal cord injuries, is the first 18 to 24 months is when people get the most rehab possible. Um, not the most, but they get the, the, the fastest recovery, basically. And it's almost kind of like kids. In the first two years of kid, uh, kiddom, I like to say kiddom, That's right. uh, for the like first two years of adolescence, kids are constantly learning and learning and learning. And it's like they're like a sponge. And it's kind of the same thing when it is to the spinal cord, uh, to your spinal cord. So that the in the acute phases, it's the faster you have the the, the fastest the fastest recovery. So we start a program to allow people to get more resources and more rehab through those period in that period of, uh, it's called the golden window. So we started a golden window program and allowing others to get more rehab or more resources in that time. And, um, I'm really excited because we, we plan on kicking out, kicking that off in the next, uh, in the next few months and in, in, in the year coming up. That's excellent. Gosh, you got a lot going on, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Ryan Shazier fund.org Ryan Shazier fund. Dot org and and people can listen to your uh, your podcast, the Ringer NFL show uh, as well. Uh, Guys, I, have a, I have a question for you. I yeah, have a question yeah. for you. I, I see you in Charlotte, but you have uh, you have you know 
Yeah, trinkets from all over the all over the place, man. Who are you a fan of, man? That's I don't, right. I see so you I'm, with the David. I see you with the David Robinson. You know, I'm a Spurs fan, but nice. you got Clay Thompson and the Panthers and the then the Bears. It's like I don't know. I don't know where your like uh, where your Lions lead. That that's fair. So we're you know we want to represent all different fan bases, but for me, I'm a <laughs> I'm a Charlotte guy. So I'm a Hornets Panthers guy. I'm a Duke fan. Um, right. and, and so I went to App State. That's my college football team. Um, but Steph Curry, he's from Charlotte, so I got him on the okay. on the wall. And then when the Hornets left town uh, when I was in, I guess, high school, that was at the height of the Kobe Bryant Lakers era. So I became so a Lakers Laker. fan. I'm a Lakers fan. So I'm. A oh Kobe my fan. gosh! Here we go. All right, he's following LeBron, you guys. He's following That's right. LeBron. That's right. I'm stuck <laughs> with, with LeBron as well. And then, actually, my favorite players growing up were Grant Hill. So I got Grant Hill, and then D. Robinson, okay. your boy David Robinson. So. All right. All right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Those are my my guys. That's so, pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I actually, I've been to Charlotte about two or three times, and it's a beautiful city. We we love it, man. It's 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 a fun fun place, and our our Hornets are going to be a little bit better, and then our Panthers are three and one. So uh, are you are you are you guys contenders or pretenders? I would say we're a wild card type team. I, I okay. think I, I think we're a playoff team. But then yesterday, trading for Stephon Gilmore, Panthers are all in. Yeah, yeah, they're all in. They're definitely all in right now. I see it. So. Yeah, hey, David Tepper's a good a, a good owner, so I think he I think he'll help you guys out a lot. And then Matt Rule's a good coach, so uh, I hope you guys are the best. Just don't wear out uh, C Mac, and you guys will be all right. I know it is concerning because the the offense is very much focused on him, and even though Hubbard's actually a nice backup, he he did well last week. But uh, Dallas might be for real, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, Dallas might be for real, but it's a lot of teams in the NFC that that might be for real. So you guys have a rough. Y'all gonna have a tough one this year. But hey, Sam Donald's really showing everybody, hey, I was really the number three pick for a reason. So I, I'm encouraged. I think he's he's been solid, and I I was actually encouraged I think because he was a two pick. My fault. Was he two? Yeah. So he threw uh, two interceptions against Dallas, but the way he bounced back from those injuries, I thought was impressive. That to me said a lot about him. So yeah. despite the loss, it was like, all right, there's some there's some positives. Yeah, so I, I, I'm excited. I think I think it's gonna be a good year for you guys. Um, I think you guys will definitely win your division uh, over the Bucks. Oh, I forgot they were in your division. Yeah, the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was just thinking. Of, I was just thinking of Jameis in uh, New Orleans. And Jameis in New Orleans. New Orleans and uh, who is the other team in your division right now? I'm Atlanta's playing, but... terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I forgot about them. All right, yeah. my fault. Well. <laughs> No, because well, the Panthers we had to go up against Drew Brees for you know fifteen years or whatever it was, and then now we get Tom Brady, and he'll he'll play like you said till sixty. So um, <laughs> it's kind of a kind of a bummer. That's why I say wild card. I'm I'm hoping for a, for a wild card. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised if y'all win the division. Their defense is not that good. So, but they, let me say they're, they're secondary. Y'all can't run the ball on them, but like nobody can run the ball on them. But their secondary is not that good. So I think you guys have a legit chance. True, because like the Mac- Patriots almost beat them. That's right. Mac Jones was throwing uh, pretty well against them. So, uh, yeah, that, that's interesting. Well, hopefully your Steelers uh, get things figured out. So yeah, hopefully I look at the roster and it's like, man, there's so much talent, all the names and players. And it's it's a good team. And yeah, I, to me, I'd still trust Tomlin to turn things around. No, no, I, that's the one thing. I, I definitely feel Coach Tomlin is going to turn things around. Like we have like the number two defense in the league right now. Yeah. We just got to get something going on offense. If we just get any points on the board, we win the game. So true. That's right. Yeah, maybe not 30, 35 points, but yeah, just get something going. Yeah, just give us like 21 and we'll be all right. I think we're going. That's it. Absolutely. 
Well, Ryan, man, you're an inspiration and, uh, and love, love to having you on the show and talking with you. And so, uh, again, wish you the best with the book and we'll, we'll definitely have to catch up again soon. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Bryce. There's Ryan Shazier joining us here on unpacking it. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is unpacking it with Bryce Johnson. I'm Bryce back in the studio and and, and just a, a fun uh, person to have on this show and a fun guy to talk sports with. And then just to hear his story, the perseverance, the inspiration, the the motivation, the outlook. And I brought this up during the interview. I want to talk a little bit further about it. But this whole idea of positive thinking. And, and I think oftentimes in life, you know, you'll hear, you know, the positive thinking gurus uh, that talk about, hey, it's all about how you think, which I absolutely believe in. But I think it, it, it I, I believe, I know, it has to be complemented with a deep faith in God. Because if we're just positive in our own abilities, like we're limited people. And so Ryan needed the strength from God, the energy from God, and, and the acknowledgement that God is with him through the journey. And, and so you want to remain positive, and, and so it's it's hope. It's not just, I'm just going to tell myself everything's okay. No, we, we, we cling to hope in the God of the Bible, the God of the universe, the Creator, our loving Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's where our hope, that's why, that's why we can be positive. That's why we can be confident. That's why we persevere. That's why we continue to get up every day in the midst of difficulty. That's what it is. And so... But I do think we have to, you know, we, we talk a lot about mental health. And, and so there is absolutely truth to what we think about, how we think, and remaining positive. And when something comes across the table, or, or the news, the, the call, the email, and, and honestly, this morning I probably went to negative town because I got a call that was frustrating about our golf tournament coming up. And yesterday's devotional, I wrote about letting go of bitterness, and I had to quickly remember that. I had, okay. All right, I can't let bitterness take over and frustration take over. And so it is a process, but it's the mind game. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go in our mind and, and clinging to truth and not allowing negativity to take over and, and just kind of run rampant, which then affects our attitude. It affects our behavior. Um, and so in order to, to, to go from being paralyzed to being able to walk again and, and chase his kids around – it's an, an absolute you know, blessing, miracle from God. And not everybody experiences that. And some people will remain paralyzed un, until, if they know Jesus, until the day they walk in heaven. And, and so that's someone else's story. But today's story was about Ryan. And, and I think part of his story was he remained positive. And, and so, again, you can remain positive and, and the outcome not, not be the case. But, but even for him, like we talked about. He wasn't able to play football again, and I'm sure he had that positivity that he would be able to, but that allowed him to keep going. That allowed him to heal. And then through that process, God gave him a whole new vision, a whole new purpose, and a whole new outlook on life. But it was remaining positive um, and, and and not allowing, oh, I'm never going to play football again, or I'm never going to be able to walk again. Well, that's not going to help you. It doesn't do anything. 
but I am going to walk again. I am going to play football again. I am going to continue to to move forward. Um, I think about our buddy Mitch Mason and all that he's going through, the chaplain at UNC who we had on the show a couple of months ago, and he spoke at our Man Up Charlotte conference. Um, You know, again, another inspiring guy. And so I'm inspired today uh, with this conversation with Ryan um, and then specifically just that the challenge to us to remain positive. And as followers of Jesus, we absolutely want to be positive, hopeful, faith-filled, inspiring people because we have the Holy Spirit in us. Ultimately, we're going to be in eternity in heaven with Jesus. And right now, he's walking alongside us as, as we live life with him and the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And so, um, man, awesome conversation today. The faith of Ryan Shazier and the positivity of Ryan Shazier. Appreciate him being on the show and, and look forward to his book, Walking Miracle. Well, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and be sure to listen to some of our other podcasts, including the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast, the live show on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, and then all the great interview guests, uh, guest interviews that we have coming up as well, right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.